Getting you set for the big game in Las Vegas. Here's Schlereth and Evans, presented by Smart Union Local 9 Sheet Metal Workers. Of Las Vegas. Out there on Radio Row at the Mandalay Bay. Yeah. You'll be there for the I next can't, couple of I'm days. Trying to, I'm trying to think of who this, this could be. I mean, it's... It sounds like... It sounds like... What's the... It like, sounds like the B-52s yeah, a little yes, bit. Yes, a little bit like but, the B-52s, yeah. But it could be... Oh, it is the B-52s? Okay, is, oh, okay, there you go. Oh, man, I'm amazing. <laughs> man, you're what? just... You know, what? you know what? You're just rolling. You're just rolling. Snap. You're rolling sevens right now. I'm telling you what. I ought to go do some gambling. Yes, you should. You're on a, you're on a heater right now. I am on a heater. Although, I, you know, I do think i got to find a little nap in my future today. This little nap. Well, you got up. Yeah, you were up early. You were up uh, our time, Denver time. You were up by, what, 3.15? 3.15, your time, yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. Tired. <laughs> <laughs> He's tired. He's tired. He's tired. He um, So we were talking about Sean Payton drafting a quarterback, and we had Joel Clatt on about an hour ago, and Joel said he thinks that Sean will draft a quarterback in the first round, and he thinks that guy, if he had to guess, it would be Bo Nix. Here's, mm-hmm. here's why I, the whole quarterback debate about what the Broncos should or should not do, it's a, it's a fun debate. I get it. But really, it's, it's pretty simple. It, and, and relieve some of the stress that you might be putting yourself through. Uh, if Sean likes a quarterback, okay, a, a specific mm-hmm. quarterback, he's not going to just, you know, here, here's the deck right. of cards. Pick one, right? He's not going to yeah. do that. It's going to be a guy It's that, not going to be of, like, whoever falls to me, that's right, who I'm going right. to take. Sean, that's not happening. Sean, Sean's never done this. In all the years that he was in New Orleans, he never drafted a quarterback in the first round. That, that, that Now, that does not mean that he didn't like first-round quarterbacks, as uh, reports mm-hmm. have... Um, been well known for a long time that they were ready to draft Patrick Mahomes until the Chiefs jumped up ahead of them. But my, my point is is that Bronco country relaxed a little bit because Sean's not going anywhere. Sean's going to be here. If Sean, whatever decision Sean makes with the quarterback position, I, I think you can feel good about it, okay? Because there is a lot of pressure on Sean. He's admitted it. And, and it has nothing to do with what last year looked like. Before he even started coaching last year, what did he say? He said that winning another Super Bowl was very important to him. Becoming the first coach to win Super Bowls with two different teams, very important to him. Getting to the Hall of Fame, important to him. So these are all things that he's on the record as saying. So this decision, he's 60 years old. This decision that he makes... With the quarterback position after Russell Wilson, you can feel good, especially if he drafts a quarterback, especially if he chooses a quarterback in the first round. You as a Bronco fan should feel really good about it because this is a guy, he's, he's never drafted a quarterback, he's never worked with a rookie quarterback like this, and yet with the clock ticking and the urgency of the situation to make it work here in Denver, he's decided that's the guy he wants to go with. Yeah, I, I would feel really good about that. I would, I would too. And the like, this guy has been, as you've mentioned, kind of a quarterback whisperer. He's done a great job with multiple quarterbacks over the years. 
Therefore, you know, he is a he's a guy that you would have a lot of faith and a lot of trust in being able to pick a dude and develop a dude and to put a guy in that position. And, you know, I go back to his year where Jameis Winston was his starter and basically saying, you know, kind of like what he said with Nathaniel Hackett. Um, hey, listen, man, you, like, like there are a lot of dirty fingerprints on 30 interceptions. And listen, just under my coaching, he'll never be allowed to do that because I'm not going to put him in that position to make those decisions, to make those throws. And so, you know, like Joel, like we talked with Joel earlier about being in the right system, having the right guy calling plays for you, being able to develop over time um, and being able to keep you out of harm's way early as you continue to grow in the process. Like all those things are important. And I know Sean well enough to know how he does that kind of stuff with his players. And it's not just the quarterback. It's players all over the place. And again, I come back to the urgency that he feels to make this work because if he saw a quarterback in this draft, now we know how he feels about Caleb Williams. He's on record as saying Caleb Williams is the, the next generational star. Mm-hmm. But if he chooses, if he, if he doesn't trade up for a Caleb Williams um, and he decides to pass on a quarterback in the first round, th- this, is, this is somebody who understands the importance of the position. He knows it. Right. Of, of course he knows it. He's, he played quarterback in college. He's been a, a, an offensive guy his whole career. He's worked with quarterbacks. He got to coach a Hall of Fame quarterback. This guy, you, you can feel confident that he understands what all of you as fans are clamoring for. He gets it, okay? He gets it. He understands how important it is. So if he doesn't take a quarterback in the first round, again, I think you, I think that speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. And I, and so no matter what he does with that first round pick, either choosing a quarterback or not choosing a quarterback, I would recommend to Broncos country don't, don't right. invest a ton of energy in this because whichever direction he goes in, I think you can feel good about it. Yeah, I, w- I would tell you, Mike, that if let's say. Uh, what's the kid's name? Jaden Daniels. Let's say he's gone. Drake May's gone. Caleb Williams is gone. Um, and you get to 12, and there's Penix, and there's Bo Nix, and there's whoever else, uh, you know, fill in the blank with whichever quarterback. And he passes on a quarterback at that point, then that's because he doesn't evaluate any of those guys as first round talents. Correct. He doesn't evaluate those guys as as players that are deserving a first round grade, and therefore I'm going to go with a first round guy. If like if I'm going to be forced to take a second round, like a, a quarterback in the second round, if we move down or whatever, or third round, like I'm not taking a, a guy that I think is a second or third round talent at 12 overall just because you know, everybody and their brother's uncle is just like, just take one of the first, that's what you got to do. Like, I'm not, do- I'm not doing that. I'm going to build my football team because we've got plenty of other positions that are in need of better players. Correct? Yes. So why would I take a third-round talent in the first round if I can get a legit difference maker at a position of need? Plus, this is where his cockiness slash arrogance, whatever, comes into play. Uh, as well, because 
because of the record he has and mm-hmm. the work he's done with quarterbacks and his own built-in confidence, um, why in the world would he reach for a quarterback that he isn't convinced can be the guy in the first round? When he probably looks at other quarterbacks, mm-hmm. a Sam Darnold, um, uh, you know, Mac Jones, a Jarrett Stidham, whoever, and looks at it and says, Psh, come on, you, you're telling me I can't turn that guy into at least a, you know, slightly above average NFL quarterback, if not yeah. an elite quarterback? You don't think I can do that? Of course I can mm-hmm. do that. Any offensive guy, you talk, you talk to him all, all the time throughout the course of the season. You talk to all of them. You talk to Kyle. You talk to McVay. You talk to uh, Coach Capri Pants. They all mm-hmm. have huge egos when it comes right. to how they feel they can make more out of less at the quarterback position. Yes, correct. correct. And he's another one. Yeah, I mean they don't they don't get to they don't rise to this level, um, you know, in the NFL. They don't believe that you know they can they can take a guy and make him, you know, make him something, make him something special. So the moral of the story is this: Broncos country, chill, relax. Right. Okay, Sean's not going anywhere. It's his show. So if he if he drafts a quarterback in the first round, you can feel really really good about it. Right. If he doesn't. Pick a quarterback in the first round. You can still feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Either way, win-win. Right. Stop yeah. stressing out, Broncos country. Stop stressing out. Yeah, we're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Yeah. That's my message. We're going to be okay. Stop freaking out. Speaking of uh, Kyle Shanahan, some really good stuff from Kyle yesterday. If you're a Bronco fan, you're going to love all this stuff, especially if you're a Bronco fan from Mark's time with the back-to-back Super Bowl teams. A little bit of a stroll down memory lane through Kyle Shanahan's eyes. Next. The power's out at our house. Ah, coffee table. But since our family has storm-ready Wi-Fi from Xfinity, we can stream or game in the dark. As I try and fill around for a seat. Ah, here we go. Oh, who moved the couch? Get storm-ready Wi-Fi only from Xfinity, so you can stay connected for up to four hours, even when the power goes out. Restrictions apply. Limited to customers within range of 4G LTE cellular signal. Speeds reduced to 30 slash 7 megabits per second. Actual speeds vary. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash stormready. Getting you set for the big game in Las Vegas. Here's Schlereth and Evans, presented by Smart Union Local 9 Sheet Metal Workers. Mark in Vegas. So if you uh, run into... Kyle Shanahan, you're going to stop and give him a big bro hug? Oh, yeah, but he, I mean, he's not going to be here. Maybe I'll just go over to practice today. <laughs> just roll in. You should. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Because it would be, because it would require effort on my part. You know that I'm not really, effort is not something I'm thinking. Yeah, but I just want to see you do something similar to what you did here with the Broncos during training camp. When, uh, oh, or I just walked on the field. When you just and, walk on the field and like yeah. Broncos security was like all freaked out and you're like, you can't right. be here. You're like, why not? Yeah. No, and, Kyle wouldn't. I, Kyle wouldn't. Like when I went, when I went out, when I was doing the, uh, I did their, I think week, what, what, it was week 18, right? That I was out. Yeah, week 18 that I was out there because week 17 was in Washington. So week 18, I was out, and, dude, half their coaching staff came over. I was on the field where they were working. A bunch of guys came over, big hugs, like Anthony Lynn and 
you know, and, and several of the guys I know on that staff, a couple of the players came over to talk to me. Like, yeah, like Kittle and, and uh, Trent Williams. So go came out there. Over. She go out there. Yeah, I just want to yeah, see the again. NFL freak out when you just, like, no, just I mean, walk out on the field. No, hey, Colin. guys, what's up? Stay low. Bend your knees. That's right. <laughs> Show you the technique. I call this the horse collar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Well, speaking of Kyle, I, I, I really enjoyed this. Um, and, and I wanted to pass this along. As I started listening and, and watching his press conference yesterday, I, I, mm-hmm. and I, I give credit, Mike Kliss started the momentum because he is out there and he asked, Kyle about you know some Bronco connections and with Mike Shanahan and it kind of led to some other people asking questions and so it really became from a Bronco fan standpoint a really fun press conference uh, to listen to because a lot of nostalgia a lot of what you guys had under Mike that was so special obvious the huge impact that it made on Kyle being a coach's son uh, very fortunate to just be around it so much, especially at the NFL level. You know, my dad went to the NFL um, when I was four years old, so just being around it almost my whole life, you don't realize how much it helps you until you get in it, and you just realize a lot of the stuff you've been around, and it makes it a little easier. My dad's the best coach I've ever been around, and so to be around that good of one, I think also was a huge advantage for me. And um, I mean, he never was really training me to be a coach. He was just being my dad, and I mean, just the way he went about everything, just how direct he was with people, how honest he was with people, how hard he worked. Um, Maybe that he didn't always like what he had to say, um, but he was going to tell you the truth. And just as a son and as someone you work with, uh, to me, that's all you can ask from people. I mean, I was always in my dad's ear every second, annoying the heck out of my sister and my mom. Every meal we probably ever had together, a car ride, um, just asking questions about football. I love football just as a true fan. Love playing in the backyard all the time. I still, it's still remarkable to me that as, as you guys were out there winning back-to-back championships, winning more games in a three-year span than anybody else in NFL history, and you're doing all this, and you got Mike McDaniel and Kyle Shanahan running around as teenagers. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's wild. I know it. Isn't it crazy? And the fact that, you know, Kyle, obviously, Mike's son, and, you know, I, I just remember Kyle always over there in, like, high school and stuff, running routes and catching balls off the jug machines in the off season, you know, and and doing that, like, you know, you ride up until, right up until, you know, the summer program ends right before camp. But I remember seeing, like, we're doing whatever we're doing on the field, and Kyle was always doing that with Eddie and Rod and all those guys. And then, uh, you know, and then, like I said, Mike McDaniel being a, um, you know, being a ball boy for us and, and you know, and being at training camp and doing all that stuff. I just, it's just fascinating that all those guys, the success they're having right now and, what they're doing is it's just amazing so it's a really it's really cool and obviously Kyle um yeah just him being around all the time and you know and and kind of being that football junkie and how he's parlayed that uh being one of the best coaches in the NFL being around that like he was was coaching something that was always in his future I think once my fifth year hit and the reality of what I was as a player hit um then I think and I started to think about it. I was like, you know what? I think I want to coach. I don't want to stop being around football right now. And you know what? I think I've actually kind of been working on this my whole life because it's a little bit easier um, than playing. And I think it just kind of naturally happened. You know, knowing Mike the way you do, I- I'm curious about this. Uh-huh. Does 
what once it became apparent that that Kyle wanted to follow in his dad's footsteps, how do you think Mike handled that? Do you, do you think it was almost like okay, cool, let me let me see what I can do yeah. to help you, or was it almost like I'm going to really test you? I'm going to really test you to see if this is truly what you want and if you're up for it. Yeah, well, first off, I mean, I've, I've had this conversation with Mike. So first off, it was, you got to go find yourself a job. Like, you can't come work for me right off the bat. So, you know, he started, I think he started with John Gruden in Tampa as a wide receiver coach. One of the things Mike told him is spend every moment you have, every free moment, learning the other side of the ball. Mm. Sit in defensive meetings, pick people's brains, sit down with the defensive coaches, try to understand, you know, coverage at a deeper level, understand the nuances of everything they're coaching and everything they're teaching. Um, just be a sponge and especially on the defensive side of the ball, be a sponge over there. And, and that's, you know, that's what he did. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know if, if Monty Kiffin was coaching back then, he may have been with, with Tampa, but, like, there were a lot of great players and a lot of great coaches that he was around during that time as a wide receiver coach. And then, you know, he went on to be become, you know, a, an offense coordinator at other places, like in Cleveland and stuff, before he got back together and reunited with his father after his father got, you know, canned here in Denver and then went back to Washington to coach. So um, that was... That was part of the deal, but you know, before that happened, because it was it was like you have to earn this on your own. It can't be like a nepotism thing, you know? And so anyhow, I think that was I think that was part of the learning curve, if you will. And really cool if you're a, a longtime Bronco fan, especially again going back to those Super Bowl years, uh, the impact that Ed McCaffrey and Rod Smith made on Kyle. I was so close with Christian's dad growing up. I mean, he was the him and Rod Smith were the two receivers on the Broncos when I was throughout high school trying to be a receiver. Those were the guys I tried to cut my shoes like, wear the same shoulder pads, uh, meet him after school to run routes and do workouts throughout the summer, everything. So those were like, his dad was such a gym rat and just such a technician and um, him and Rod taught me almost everything I know about playing, which gave me a chance to play. Yeah, people forget Kyle played college wide receiver. Right. He and, initially went to Duke, I think, and then he went transferred to Texas and played wide receiver. And, you know, and, and they had that conversation because, you know, Kyle was going to try to be a wide receiver. And like and his dad was like, listen, you like if you make it, you're going to be a special teams fifth guy, always fighting for, you know, just a, a spot on the roster. Um, and you want to do that or you want to really impact the game and and, you know, get into coaching type of thing. And, and you know, Kyle was aware enough to realize that you know I'm I'm probably not going to make it as a player long term. Um so it's kind of just a, it's kind of cool the evolution of of Kyle and his career and I'm telling you what when when you sit down and talk football with Kyle man that dude that dude is remarkable. He knows everything and sees everything. It's just unreal like you realize how little you actually know when you sit down and talk to him. Personality-wise, are he and Mike similar? Yeah, I think they're very. I think they're very, um, both very direct. Um, both will give you the hard truth. Um, you know, uh, both garner a ton of respect. Um, and I think there's. I think there. I mean, I know they have emotions and and. You know, I know, I know they they develop relationships with their players, and 
things of that nature. But, you know, I always said one thing about Mike is Mike could cut your ass in a heartbeat for not playing well. And in the same sentence, after you got cut, he'd say, hey, man, we're having pizza at the house tonight if you want to swing by. Like, it's, like this, is just, this is just how football works, right? And it's not a personal thing. It's about production and care, you know, care immensely for their players. But at the same time, um, the football team is the most important thing going. And, and let me use this opportunity once again. Why Mike Shanahan is not in the Hall of Fame immediately, I, I don't know what they're waiting for. This is a guy who uh, won the two Super Bowls. Um, was was viewed as somebody who had lapped the field offensively with what he was doing offensively compared to the rest of the league uh, during his time. And now the coaching tree that's got Kyle, Sean McVay, uh, Matt LaFleur, Raheem Morris, Mike McDaniel. I, I mean, come on. You know, whereas right. Bill Belichick's tree is just dead, <laughs> you know, never, yeah. never grew. You know, you got... Mike Shanahan, and, and the fact that he had all these guys, by the way, on his staff in Washington is just mind-blowing. It is. And, and not only that, like, Bobby Slowick was on the staff. Right, right. Who's the, the coordinator for Houston. Uh, Raheem Morris, now yeah. the Atlanta head coach, was on the staff. Come on. Oh, yeah, and oh, by the way, you know, Gary Kubiak, too, right? So he had a little bit to do with Gary Kubiak's success as well. Uh, so, uh. man, what are, you, what are you waiting for? Get the man in the Hall of Fame pronto. Up next, what's trending? Uh, there's plenty of speculation that uh, Kyle on Monday was kind of into his cups a little bit uh, during the uh, course of the media day. So we need to compare him to a couple of other drunk Colorado coaches. We'll do yeah. that next. Here's Schlereth and Evans with What's Trending right now. Well, I don't know how much this will help soothe the rattled Nerves of some Broncos fans when it comes to uh, Sean Payton being the right guy, but Tony Romo believes in Sean Payton. That division, you could be good and still not make the playoffs. And uh, but Sean will figure it out. He always does. He'll adjust. He's one of the smartest people I've ever been around and one of the best football coaches ever. You want to do your Tony Romo version for that one, Mark? Oh, Jim, you're so smart. How do you... Yeah. Hey, do, 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 do you feel self? Do you feel self God? Are you talking to somebody? Focus. Yeah, somebody was just talking to me. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. This is radio. We're on live. Denver, I, Colorado. I Let's realize go. that, but right. I'm sitting here talking on the radio, and then people come up that don't understand at Radio Row how radio works. Yeah, I know. Like, how do you not? Our know lips that? are moving. Right. We're I'm, talking. I'm I just and I gave the the you know the circle around my lip like I'm on the mic right now. Yeah. yeah like pointing. Yeah. yeah. It didn't not matter. Not. They still came in for the hello. <laughs> Uh, how many people have you run into so far since you've got to Vegas that you don't know their name? Uh, one, but I figured it out. Johnny will tell you this morning at about 4.30. I was like, oh, damn, what's this guy's name? Um, so I figured that one out. This is going to be a little tougher for you because you don't have me as your wingman. I know. To help I know, you I know. remember people. Right, it is is Bob, but I just uh, I just talked to Moose Johnson in the break. He's right over there, and I see uh, my old uh, my old uh, ESPN running mate uh, Darren Woodson over there. So I saw uh, uh, Jay, uh, what's his head from Fox? Uh, Jay Glazer. Yeah, Jay Glazer. Yeah. 
Uh, saw him. Saw some other people. Uh, yeah. So I'm. I'm. Uh, you know, I'm plugging away right now. I've so, got. I've got Danny Cannell. I just saw Danny Cannell. It's funny, folks. It's, it's so when Mark and I first started covering Super Bowls together. You know, we'd yeah. be walking along, and Mark would be a guy in demand, and people would come up, hey, Stink, what's going on? And whenever Mark didn't know anybody, he'd kind of go for the handshake, and then he'd kind of put, like, the left arm up on the person's shoulder and be like, hey, guy, how you doing? Right. You you good? You feeling good? Mm-hmm. You healthy? Mm-hmm. Right? No idea who the person's name is. Right. And then it morphed into, well, you tell... How the strategy yeah. between you so and I changed. Here's the strategy work. When I say, hey, guy, you know, oh, man, it's great to see you. Hey, I didn't introduce you. This is my buddy Mike Evans. You know, we do a radio show together. And Mike goes, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't catch your name. <laughs> and the guy goes, John, hey, my John, I'm sorry. I should have I should have told him. <laughs> but I couldn't remember your name because I'm, you know, so they, an idiot. So the person would, and, say, person would say to me, oh, hey, nice to meet you. You know, I'm uh, I'm Joe Blow. And, and Mark would be like, yeah, Joe, how you been? It's good to see you. Brilliant! It was a great strategy. A, I mean, I, strategy. I was a, a really good wingman. Yeah. And uh, you saw fit to, or the powers that be saw fit not to include me in all this. So uh, you are on your own, pal. I, I, listen, I invited own. you. I invited you to the California King. <laughs> I've got the pillow fort. Um, we would have had, we'd have had a lot of fun, a lot of fun. There have been a lot of rumors yep. about our relationship. <laughs> But it would have all worked out. It would have all and worked out, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> That's good. Oh, man. Oh. I was naked. <laughs> no, what? Uh, what? All right, so. Yeah, let's... We're not going full cluff here. No. <laughs> oh. we're pro- hey, we're Inside. keeping our under. Hey, we're keeping our underpants on. Inside you know I mean. joke. Yeah. Bow chicka bow wow. <laughs> Uh, there's an age. I guess there's just a, the age you hit where you just don't care if you your just stuff's don't around give a damn. naked. No, no. 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 You just Tumble walk out. around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well played. Johnny yeah. The New York, London, Paris, music. Wow. Yeah, uh, Johnny was just like, I've Vegas, heard enough. Since you're in Vegas, mm. it's like, I'll take your swift Titus and I'll raise you with uh, Cluffy. Uh, <laughs> where was I? Yes, all right, so uh, struggle through this one. Uh, I know it's like biting down on a turd sandwich, but uh, Broncos country, here's Travis Kelsey on what makes Patrick Mahomes so special. He's got a crazy ability to uh, to relate to everybody, which is uh, that makes him the ultimate leader in this building. And, um, yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of ways you can describe him, but uh, I think... I think a relentless competitor and just a relatable, uh, relatable guy is uh, the biggest two traits that you can kind of pin on them. All right, we got to play it. Play it. I mean, it speaks volumes to this team and like how much heart and determination that we have. I, I, I haven't seen it yet, but maybe we can dig and find it. But apparently at one of the press conferences, somebody asked Mahomes to do a Kermit impression. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't think he did it. But Why uh, not? We just talk normal, right? See, that's when you just ask. You don't even you dude, like, what do you mean? voice it over later. Can you do a I'm Kermit here. impression? You just say, can you talk? 
And then the lady with your voiceover. Can you do Kermit? <laughs> Whatever that's. Oh, uh, Phil Sims, like you, Mark Schlereth, no fan of analytics. Yes or no about analytics? I'm a no guy. I'm a no guy. Phil, and I think I'm pretty good at judging the pacing of the game and who's winning the boxing match. Hey, listen. Whoa, you, you know, any, anytime. When did, Phil, when did Phil Sims start doing boxing? <laughs> hey, you're talking about a guy who once said, in order for it to be a forward pass, it must go forward. <laughs> Remember, for it to be a forward pass, it's got to go forward. Whatever this guy says yes. about football wow. is gospel to me. Yeah, that's right. That is, uh, that's just good, smart football. Finally, in what is trending. So... Monday night, um, Kyle Shanahan went with the media quickly, mm-hmm. or maybe it was Sunday. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was his, his, his first exposure to the media. Anyway, uh, he mm-hmm. sounded a little different, a little off. Here you go. Well, it's, it's, it's funny to hear Jed say that because it wasn't the smartest moment I've ever had. I mean, when an owner comes in after training camp practices and is like, Hey, how's the quarterback? And he, what he means is the starter or the second. And you and irritation go, I don't know, but our third guy's the best. Like, that's not what he wants to hear. So that's why he remembers it very strong. But that was just more, Brock was so good right away with every rep he got. He was always the same. And he only got a couple of them. So it was easy for me to say. Because in his few reps, he was the best. But... If you know that for a fact, I mean, then you do what you do right away. But he was the best, and but you ease that on. And every time he got a little more reps, it was the same as when he got two. And so when it was all said and done and he got a lot of playing time, it was like, oh, this looks exactly like what I told you. Uh, you've you've had a lot of conversations yeah. with Kyle. Did he ever, has he ever sounded like that? Well, he, sounded, he was a little drunk at first, but it sounded like he sobered up halfway through the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't it? A little uh, bit? There were still a couple of moments there. I was like, whoa, 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 hang on. Okay, you got it. You got it around the corner. There you go. <laughs> That's not what the owner wants to, you want to hear. I love that. That's awesome. So, Get loose, Kyle. So, Get loose. So Kyle, before you know, getting down to the nitty-gritty of working, you know, mm-hmm. so we've got us thinking. How does uh, drunk Kyle sound compared to drunk Bednar? I love you guys. And drunk Malone. Dynasty, Dynasty, Dynasty. Yeah. Who did yeah. it better? Who wore yeah. it better? I don't know. I'm, I'm like, I think I'm, a, you know, kind of a prisoner of the moment. And uh, the, the, you know, the early returns right now for me are, are Shanahan. See, I'm always, I'm always going to be, I'm always going to be Betsy. I, I'm just, Betsy's uh, was, see, just, I w- Betsy's I was be, just like, where did that come from? Overall for me is Malone. Malone was just because he had the hat on sideways. He was, fourth, he was the fourth Beastie Boy. There's no whoever texted us that was like, oh, you nailed it. Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. By the way, by the way, just an observation from Radio Row. Sure, please. That's why you're there for. Yeah, this is this is a the the most dumpy non-athletic white people ever assembled in one room. Of course. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
radio, oh, hey. radio, radio people. Listen, or they're just looking for free donuts. Yeah, Mark. Listen, you you gotta understand that room is entirely full of people who, by probably about their sophomore junior year of high school, realized this is it. This is it, baby. Right. All right. If I wanna if I wanna continue on in the sports world, I better either learn how to talk about it or write about it. So yeah. no, no. Yeah. No, no. I, this is like a... That's why is, I fit in there so well. This is like a, a pasture of cows. The methane gas that's being produced in this building right now, I would imagine, is very, very high. The content is very high. <laughs> there you go. That is uh, what is a trending. I bring that to you twice a, a morning. Uh, twice in the morning, once at 7.30, once at uh, 9.30. We're already putting some stuff together, by the way, for tomorrow, which you're going to love. Just just love, love, love. So, okay, okay. Uh, we'll find out what's in store for Mark in Vegas today. That's next. Getting you set for the big game in Las Vegas. Here's Schlereth and Evans, presented by Smart Union Local 9 Sheet Metal Workers. Mark in Vegas. Neil Texan, dumpy, non-athletic people on Radio Row. Sounds about right for the morning show. Evans would fit right in. Mark, too. <laughs> Ooh, that's wow. got to sting a little bit there, big fella. Wow. wow. Is that uh, Dolly again? Dolly got, <laughs> Dolly's offended that she was wrong, and now she's attacking. Uh, no, that was from Neil. Neil. Yep. Neil. Neil's probably Neil's probably sitting at the table right across from me. Got upset, heard me. <laughs> no, Mike, you wouldn't fit in. No, Our friends at Sodas made and they've made sure of that exactly. So there you go. Uh, we once again, uh, in case you didn't miss it, uh, it sounded like Kyle Shanahan at his first press conference of the week uh, was a little little tipsy. So yeah. uh, we we have now included him. Very, very select territory. This is this is tall cotton indeed. Uh, mm. Drunk Kyle, drunk Malone, drunk Bednar. When the owner comes in after training camp practices and is like, "Hey, how's the quarterback?" and he, what he means is the starter. The practice, <laughs> practice is starter. And then of course hey, you got, that, "Hey, is that your daughter?" <laughs> and then of course you got you got Betsy. Love you guys. And you got Malone. I love this. I love this text. This is perfect because we've we've all we all have our friends who are a certain kind of drunk, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, so uh-huh, this uh-huh. texter says Malone is your loud drunk friend, Bednar is your tad bit emotional love drunk friend, and Shanny mm-hmm. is your even keel drunk friend. Yeah, like yeah. like Malone is the happy drunk, right? Bezzy's a. <laughs> Bezzy's the one that's gonna, you know, maybe get a little bit, you know, emotional, a little sentimental, right. a little nostalgic. I love you guys, and mm-hmm. and Shanny might be the one that can, you know, hey, if anybody can pass it, it to carry it off, it's him. Right. It's he's gonna be the one that to, though is also at, at the same time gonna solve the world's problems <laughs> while he's hammered. You right, know? right. 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 Really get in yeah. there. Real opinion. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Now as we you're, need, you're got the drunk friend who becomes very opinionated. Right. Yes. Okay. We all now. There's one guy that we're missing. The one drunk that we're missing is the guy who wants to fight everybody. Yes. You're right. 
You're like, right. We all had that. We all had that dude. Yes. Yeah, like Uh-oh. when you guys went out drinking in college, you're like, okay, who's babysitting so and so? Right. Because right. you know, at some point, he's going to be like, oh, that guy looked at me. Right. That's it. Right. We're going. Right. We're throwing down. That's right. That's right. Time to fight. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Time to fight. Yeah. Sean Payton would be like that. Sean strikes me as he, one of those. Time to fight guys. Easily combustible. Hey, he looked at me the wrong way. Let's go. Next question. Would I yeah. talk with yeah, Russell exactly. about it's on your business? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. Sorry. <laughs> that was just a, a loud guffaw right there. Why can't I be happy? <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I, I love know. the next I question. Just, next question. Next but, question. Yeah. Right, next question. By the way, Cam Newton just walked by. I'd love to know. He's in a pilgrim hat. I'd love to know what his hat budget is. <laughs> he's wearing I, a pilgrim hat? I don't know what it is. It's ridiculous looking. But, uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, I think he's, uh, you know, um, I don't know if they're breaking bread or something, but it's like a pilgrim hat. And I just, uh, like, his hat budget is probably more than I spend on suits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's got a strong hat game. Well, I don't strong hat game. It's, no, not it's the word debatable. you use. No, it's he's got unique, hats. Diverse, unique, diverse hat game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but uh, like I said, it it definitely looks like a pilgrim. On the Ramoslaw.com text line, after listening to Kyle, it was clear he was letting it eat. He did let it eat. He let it eat. That's right. Let it eat. Let it eat. What do you got planned for today? Yeah, you got- What's your first full day in Vegas going to be like? It's a great question. How are we going to do a podcast with you? Um, and I'll probably go say hi to a couple folks that I know well around here. And then uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to try to get a nap. And it's about a 20. It'll, it'll, it'll take me about 30, 35 minutes walking back to my hotel uh, by the time I get out of this Mandalay Bay Hotel, which is where we are is out in the middle of nowhere. So um, anyhow, and then... Uh, and then uh, I'm going to read some Jack Reacher today. <laughs> you are hooked on Jack Reacher, man. I'm going to get. I'm, I am going to get a lift. But yeah, I'm going to get a lift in too. I'm going to try. By the way, like this is so Vegas. I was like last night. I'm checking in. I'm going. Hey, by the way, what time does the weight room open up? And they're like, Oh, it opens up like at 7 a.m. and it closes at six. Like how ridiculous is that? Like you ever hear restrictions like that? Like most times, your your fitness center is open twenty four hours, or right, you know, right. seven a.m. I mean, come on, seven a.m. Seriously, it's ridiculous. Can you can you do me one favor? Just uh-huh. one. Just yeah, one. Well, it depends on what it is, but yeah. Can you crush a buffet for me? No, please. No, I am. Uh, please, please. I will look. I will, I will swing by and look. Can you at least take some pictures and, like, send them to yeah. me? Yeah. Maybe I'll just lie to you about the buffet. Hmm. That's fine. Yeah. Lie to me. I don't care. I'm going to miss right. that. I miss that. I miss... They're just... I mi- like, just I the miss Vegas buffets, you, man. Ugh. I miss having I like working here. the bone. You know, yeah. One of our, uh, during one of our breaks, the, Huff's, the Huff came by. Yeah, I know. He's out there. Yeah. You guys so going to do some videos? Just, Maybe you should do some videos for old time's sake. Uh, mm, yeah, I could probably do that, <laughs> yeah. I suppose. Oh, I man. Know. That'd be so like I work. miss our videos. 
God, yeah. I miss our Super Bowl videos. They were so much fun. I, I just really just kind of want to, you know, lounge. Remember, as, as the texter said, Soda doesn't need to know what happens in Vegas. What happens in Vegas <laughs> stays in exactly. Vegas. Exactly. <laughs> I'm okay. doing, by the way, I'm doing a really good job right now remembering people's names. Are you? Yeah. You haven't yet played the, hey, guy, how you doing? Feeling good? Looking I, healthy? No, I've been, I've, been pretty, I've been pretty on point with, uh, with people's names. Okay. Feel really good about that. All right. Well, good for you. Really good. Well, listen, yeah. have a great time. People, of course, will, uh, can follow your adventures on, uh, mm-hmm. on Twitter, at Mark Schlereth, and uh, send me some pictures of a buffet. Just okay. do a quick little okay. drive-by and, and, you know, send me some pics just so I could, you know, because I always like to, I always like to, you know, the, 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 the most fun thing about a buffet is just how am I going to take my plate and, and portion everything off? I'm a master at that. I, I mean, it, I'm, I am like Hall of Famer at just being able to, the combinations that mm-hmm. I come up with on one single plate would right. leave most of you in awe. You're like, what do you call the wine guy, the sommelier, 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 whatever. Yeah. You're like the sommelier layer or whatever that guy's <laughs> name is of buffets. Uh-huh. Like you, you have the perfect mix and match. I'm going to take this chicken breast, I'm going to match it with these beans and some of this, you know, right. some of this kale. Yeah. You know, you know, and you just, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen. It's a I mean, why, why can't pot stickers go right next to a piece of ham? Why not? They can't. Why they not? Can. In, in, they in can. In your buffet, they can. They can. Absolutely. Of course they can. Absolutely. Of course they can. <laughs> uh, people are asking for another tub video. Uh, yes, our tub video. <laughs> what was it? Remember that oh, tub you video? And I, no, it was you and the Huff in the tub together. You and the Huff in the tub. <laughs> yeah. Tell the Huff to, tell in, the Huff to, the, to send those out bat? again. Yeah, tell, 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 tell the Huff to send those all out. Oh. Just so people can, uh, we can retweet them and everything like that. So people can see just like... Uh, it's it, it's like looking at the thirty for thirty library at ESPN. You know, just look at our whole Super Bowl video uh, montage. You know, just like a library of them. You know, you should put them out because they were they were wonderful. They were so hilarious. So there were there were a lot of really really stupid funny <laughs> videos. <laughs> that was all we did, right? That's all we did, especially in Minnesota because it was so freaking. That's cold. all we did. You know, the other shows were getting so mad at us. Oh, you're sending Schlereth and Evans and DeHuff out to the Super Bowl? All they're going to do is stupid videos. Yes. Yep. Yes. yes. That's the point. And they're going to get point. like half a million views. So yeah. suck on that. Uh, have fun this uh, this day in Vegas, and we'll uh, be back again tomorrow morning. Sounds good. I right. will, uh, I'll talk to you on, on our podcast yes. here in about uh, 15, 20 minutes. All right. Look forward to that. The Stinky Truth Podcast coming up there. We got Dover and Stoke straight ahead next.